The Joy of M Sports presents The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Welcome to The Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinch a Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa. I'm your host, Corey Bradley, and today I'm joined by my good friend, Chris Lee Utsi. He attended Slocum High School, currently lives in Alpharetta, Georgia. Am I correct? Yeah, that is correct. Man, uh, he, I call him the NFL guru. This dude knows his <laughs> stuff inside and out. Man, Chris, thank you for being here in the sweet spot. You've been on the show a few times right. via phone, but man, how does it feel to be here actually know, in the studio? Awesome being in the studio. It's really cool here. I've never been in, I mean, I guess any studio, but this is like a really nice spot y'all have here. It's, it's really cool. And uh, as always, man, I appreciate you bringing me on here. I say this every time I'll talk to you. Whether it's a show or not, I like talking ball with you or sports in general, man. You're just it's, it's always a pleasure. Man, you know, I appreciate you all the love and support that you show for the uh, the Sweet Spot as well. And yeah, so we introduce a, a new segment as Russ Brooks has inter- uh, kind of introduced me to a new part of our show we're going to call Questions from the Crystal Cube. Okay. Questions from the Crystal <laughs> Cube. So there's two slides that I put, picked out from that uh, Crystal Cube. All right. And just like I said, some general questions, man. And this okay. first one I'm going to ask you, you know it hands down, and you probably go on and on about this one. But All right. Who's your favorite professional athlete? <laughs> like ever, or is that just current? It it just says your favorite professional I'll, athlete. You, you can give me past and current. You I'll just say, I mean, current ever. And I, it might be here thinking of it, Peyton Manning. Uh, it's He's the reason why I'm... Even I don't, I don't know about football fan, but into the NFL. I mean, as a kid, mainly I've told you about this before, but just for the show. I mean, when I was a little kid, I remember playing on the Nintendo 64, playing the Madden football games and everything. And I eventually got into one where I just always picked the Colts. They were always really good. And that's when Peyton Manning was there, and Marvin Harrison, and Reggie Wayne, and Ed, I mean, the offense was you know crazy stacked. And then of course that just kind of grew. And as I got older, it just kind of grew into a fandom. And I. Uh, that was my idol right there. That's what pulled me in for sure. Peyton was the guy. Yeah, like was the guy. I, knew, I knew the answer to that yeah. one, man. It was funny that I pulled <laughs> that one out. You know, I was like, oh, well, I know the answer to that. But uh, like I said, we'll talk about the Colts a little bit All later right. here in the show. Uh, the second question from the Crystal Cube, who's the most optimistic person you know? Most optimistic person I know. I don't know. Would it be crazy if I said you? <laughs> no, not at all. I had a feeling. I had a feeling you would say that, man. I, uh, I don't think I've ever, which is good. I don't ever want to see you down, but now you're always upbeat and optimistic. And so not even just blowing smoke on the show, man. You're you're always really high vibes. You're always really positive. So honestly, I mean, I think that's a pretty fitting answer. <laughs> man, I appreciate really. it. Uh, I promise you, I was like, oh man, he may say me. Because like, I know we've had a few conversations and we've been around each other. Uh, through work and just you know just being friends so mm-hmm. uh, I appreciate those kind words man I try sure, to be man. a positive light wherever I go and whoever I may encounter uh, in those places so thank you man well, and nah, uh, it comes through for sure nah, so it reassures me to keep being who I am so uh, thank you for your honesty and, and thinking of me <laughs> no, for as sure. being an optimistic person for so sure. I, I truly appreciate it now I know you're uh, currently home visiting, right. you know, visiting uh, friends and family. Mm-hmm. What's it been like to be back home to see everyone? Oh, it's been awesome. I'd, first of all, just, of course, this is just you, but I, I typically work like a night shift. So my day back and a normal day is just a little bit weird. So being back, I'm actually waking up at a normal time. I'm going out during the day and I'm seeing yeah, seeing friends, seeing family. It's I miss being here for sure. It's going, obviously being here, this is something, you know, I can't do being in Georgia. So, I mean, 
it's always nice anytime you get to come back and just see you know old faces and family and things like that it's it's always worth it and i this week was a little bit rougher with the <laughs> the tropical storm mm-hmm. it's been kind of a, a dreary week but it's been nice it really has so as we dive into the NFL conversation, we just wrapped up week one. Right. We're entering week two. Yep. What were your thoughts on the games during the week one weekend? Honestly, uh, I was a little surprised. I thought with no preseason, no training camp, all this stuff, and I think we kind of talked about this a little bit. I was, I was surprised at how overall I thought how, I guess, high level the ball was played at. There wasn't It wasn't as sloppy overall as I thought it would be. There wasn't a lot of... And maybe this was just obviously I watched the Colts game. But like even in that one, there was only a couple flags, and it wasn't. I don't know. I guess I guess you would just think with like all that stuff, you would there'd be a whole bunch of like most penalized week mm-hmm. ever or something. You just think a, a lot of stuff like that. But that was it went really well, and just in general having football back. I, you know, I'm sure you were just as excited. It was oh, yeah. so awesome having football back. There's a lot of great games, a lot of a couple surprises, and. Obviously, I wish my Colts would have won, but just in general, it's, it's been a, it was an awesome week of football. I'm excited for week two coming up. So. Now, you mentioned surprises, and that's mm-hmm. actually my next question. Uh, out of all the teams and games from last weekend, which game, which team surprised you the most? There's a couple, um, I guess, surprising the most, even though I've been kind of a little bit high on them. I thought the Cardinals looked fantastic. Kyler is... I said last year that I think this year is going to be like his his leap. And they went and got obviously getting Hopkins for nothing like they did and adding it to the offense. You already got Fitzgerald with Christian Kirk out there. I mean, Kenyon Drake, you know, that offense came back against the Super Bowl and win, but the Super Bowl attendance, you know, in the Niners. And they, I mean, Kyler gave him fits. I mean, that was really impressive, especially week one to come in and just. I don't know. They came out looking really good, and they're only should only get better. I mean, Kyler's still so young. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the second year, and I, I guess the other one that honestly surprised me a lot was the the Washington football team of all things. Yeah. That that defensive line, man, eight sacks. Yeah. I think it was. Shoot, and Chase Young, I think had two forced fumbles. Like they, I know the Eagles line, especially. I think they lost their left tackle during the game. Isn't world? They're not world beaters, but man, that was their front seven was impressive. That was. I don't know. I said a lot. We'll see how they look moving forward, but that, they looked really good. Those are like two where I was watching. I was like, ooh, okay. <laughs> Man, you know, uh, we talked about some of the games leading into week one, uh, which ones you're mo- most interested in. I mentioned mm-hmm. the Cardinals 49ers. I didn't get a chance to see it, but I knew that would be a battle right. uh, between those two division foes. Uh, you mentioned Washington and Philly. I didn't expect that at all. I didn't either. As we're sitting now, Washington is one and zero, and they're the only division team with leaders. a win in their yep. division. No one expected the Washington football team. You got to get used to saying that. Yep. Uh, I'm glad you said it first because I know right. at some point I'll say the Redskins. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, that's definitely caught me by surprise. And uh, kind of like you mentioned the Colts game, and that was that was to me a was... shocker. Um, I came home from church, saw uh, the Blankenship field goal right for the half, so the yep. Colts took a 17-14 lead at the half, and I took my Sunday nap as I normally do. Mm-hmm. I woke up and saw that the Colts lost twenty-seven to twenty, and I was just blown away. I mean, if you look at the numbers, it was a weird you game. Think that it was a the weird Colts game. Lost. Yep. I mean, the Colts had the ball seven minutes longer, yep. had ten more first downs, one hundred and eighty-seven more total yards than Jacksonville. But those two interceptions from Phillip Rivers and yep. the two for five in the red zone, I think, really did them and, in, man. And I think too the, uh, and I understand this is a part of 
what our scheme allows on defense to hold Tampa to defense. The the mantra is to bend but don't break. We'll we'll let you dink and dunk down the field once you get into the red zone. It's supposed to be clamps, and we didn't do that. We let Minshew, I think, only had 230, 220-something passing yards. So not, not a bad day, but like nothing crazy. We went 19 for 20. It was yeah. just crazy efficient. And so they would drive down the field, and typically either you want a turnover, obviously, or at the very least a field goal, and we weren't holding them to that. We didn't even punt that game. Wow. No punts. Golly. And lost by, I only got 20, which is absurd. I mean, five hundred, roughly 500 total yards, no punts, and only 20 points. And that's just, I mean, it, it's a bit promising because, I don't know if this makes sense, but we got the 20 points pretty easily. It wasn't like it was a slog to get down the field. We'd drive down the field like crazy, and it was little stuff. It was the turnovers and things like that, or penalty. We had a couple bad penalties. It wasn't. Like we were just struggling and having to completely do third downs over and over. Like we were getting down the field against a potentially not great Jaguars defense. We don't know yet, but still, we were driving down the field. So that's promising. We just got to clean up some stuff. I mean, doesn't look good to go and lose to a division opponent who's supposed to be tanking. And you know, ah, like I said, we haven't won an opener since 2013. It's just I I think it's just a thing at this point, man. I don't, (laughs) and we haven't won in Jacksonville since 2014. It's just one of those things, man. It's crazy, man. I don't know if the Steelers have a team like that, but this for us, it's they just give us trouble. I don't, I don't know. That's and you mentioned that too, Lee, going into Week One that yeah. hadn't won since 2014 in Jacksonville, hasn't won, haven't won a season opener. You you said all those things going into that. That's why I was worried. Yeah, and I see now. <laughs> I fully understand now, man. Like you some, like you said, some teams just have your number for a mm-hmm. little while until you kind of get over that hump, uh, you know. But speaking of your Colts, right. You know, running back Marlon Mack uh, will be out for the season with Ruptured Achilles. Achilles. Yep. Um, what's your confidence level in the Indianapolis backfield moving forward? Uh, still really confident. I, I think running back was one of our strengths. Obviously, the, the hype is around Jonathan Taylor. We went and got him. I mean, he, you know his his uh, accolades in college. I mean, mm-hmm. 6,000 rushing yards, three seasons. I mean, he was just unreal in college. And, I mean, he's like a 220-something pound guy. He ran a 4-3-40. I mean, that's just a... <laughs> so that's a beast of he's a human a right there. Yeah. And so we'll see what he uh, – Frank Reich, head coach, has already come out and said he's the starter, like he's the guy. Naheem Hines is still going to be – he's kind of like our Darren Sproles. He's still going to get in there. And then we have a Jordan Wilkins, mm-hmm. you know, from Ole Miss. He's going to come in there. Like, I, I really like our backfield. I, I've told you off air that I'm a really big Jordan Wilkins fan. I, and I still think it's going to mainly be a Taylor Hines backfield with Wilkins maybe just like a – like t- JT needs to rest, they're going to put Wilkins in. But I mean, I, I'm still really confident. I, with that said, losing Mac is he, he's been the starter the longest. He's our best pass blocker. I mean, which is obviously like really important, especially in today's league with how much you know teams are throwing. And it's just he looked really good. Yeah. <laughs> that even that first drive, and I was reading about reports in camp, was just Mac looked phenomenal. And so, and his contract year too. So you just as a like not as a fan, just like as a person, like you feel bad for him because yeah. it's like. That might have been his last snap as a Colt, and it went out on a you know ruptured Achilles kind of thing. And that's rough. So obviously, hope he recovers well. But I do think our backfield is in pretty good hands. Hopefully, <laughs> I feel pretty good about it though. You know, I immediately thought about you when I uh, saw that Mac would be out for uh, the remainder of the year. Yep. Like you said, it's week one, you don't even get a chance to really get going. Right. And the promise that was uh, you know before him with the Colts mm-hmm. this season. You know, we you know, definitely wish him nothing but the best moving forward. For sure. Because um, 
I don't care who your who your team is. You hate to see anybody get hurt. Yeah, you don't want to see that and get injured and be up for a long period of time. With Especially in a rehab. contract year, it's Seriously. like he's trying to to get that next contract, and now he's probably going to get signed for nothing. You hope. I mean, you hope he gets signed, right? Like, obviously, I hope we still keep him, but that it's tough. You see it all. I mean, running back. We've talked about running back is already a tough position yep. to to get that second contract in, let alone a big one and <laughs> rupturing your Achilles. Yeah, it's. It's going to make that tough. I don't know. I, like you said, I, I wish him the best and hope he recovers well. That's a big loss for us as a team, though, too. It's, he was an awesome, awesome player. So, big shoes to fill. Yeah. <laughs> Got a couple guys to do it, so we'll see. Now, last year, Lamar Jackson was the MVP. Yep. The year before that was Patrick Mahomes. Yep. In your opinion, who do you have taking the MVP award this year? Is it one of those <laughs> two guys, or do you have a, a I, someone else entering the race? I think Mahomes is always going to be – in the mix, and I obviously I think Lamar was going to be in the mix. I think one of the things with the MVP, and it's like this in pretty much every major sport, NBA is the same way. Is because you saw this with Russell Westbrook. He basically did the same stats he did when he won MVP. wasn't even in, you know, didn't even win it next mm-hmm. year. A lot of it's the story. Yes, obviously the stats play a, a big part, but a lot of it's the story and what kind of like I guess media buildup mm-hmm. that you can have for that. And so with that said, unless Mahomes is just vastly, vastly better than everybody, which I mean. <laughs> they might. <laughs> he might could be. Uh, the two I'm kind of looking at, one I think is kind of an obvious because I think he's due to get one eventually. It's Russell Wilson. I do. He, he looked incredible against Atlanta. I mean, he was like 31 for 35 or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they give him the reins on that offense like they sh- probably should have done the past couple of years, if they finally say this year, like, hey, this is your offense. Because, you know, typically Pete Carroll is very much on that, that ground and pound Period. We're gonna run the ball. Period. That's just, which I get to an extent. But Russell's so good. Like he's too good to not, you know, give him the ball. So if they keep doing what they did week one, I think there's <laughs> a good chance. Yeah. I think Wilson could take it. And then uh, this might be going too far, but the sleeper pick, honestly, Kyler. Yeah. Man, I just, I don't know what it is, but I was, I said it last year and I say it this year. That dude's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. And he's already good, but. That dude's going to be a problem in that division, I think, for a long time. And I guess just as a one more guy who has a chance, if he plays like he did week one, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. man, obviously it remains to be seen if they can keep that pace up. But he, him and that offense in general, I know the Vikings were missing some key people on defense, but still that's a, you know, a Zimmer defense you expect to be pretty solid. And they put up 40, whatever 43. it was, 43. Yeah. And Rodgers just had a day out there with – Still, pretty much nobody but Devontae. I mean, they didn't even go really get him help outside at receiver, and he still just put up what he did against them. So, those are my three. I think Russell's got to be the favorite, I would think. Obviously, it's still so early, but just in my head. I mean, Russell, he's going to get one eventually. He plays too good every year to not. He's going to get one. Maybe this, is, maybe this is it. Maybe this is it. What about you? What are you thinking? Man, you know, Russell is uh, that's my dude. So, yeah, that's who I'm leaning towards Russell. for sure. Uh, like you said, he doesn't. He keeps doing this year in year out. No one's really talking about it. Even Bill Belichick came out and said he's underrated, yeah, right? And that's Which high is, praise. And I'm saying, but it really is. He is underrated because yeah. he doesn't get the talk and the praise that he mm-hmm. should. He didn't even get a vote last year. Which that's, don't get me wrong, like Lamar. Yeah, but not it. one. Russell was. Yeah, that's nuts. So nuts. yeah, Russell's my guy. I, I like I said Kyler Murray. I like that pick too with the help that they've gotten him with DeAndre mm-hmm. Hopkins. Kenyon Drake will have a full season in Arizona. 
But yeah, man, it, it's Russell for sure. And like you said, a lot of it's built about the story. Right. I mean, like you said, NBA, MLB, NFL doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember going back, Steve Nash had two back-to-back seasons where he won MVP. Mm-hmm. No more anything from him. Dirt and Nowitzki, they moved on to him. Right. Got him an MVP award. Still had the same seasons years right. after. You it's, never heard him story. anymore in the award race. You know, mm-hmm. So like you said, it's all about who's next. Right. Who can we build around and make a big hype about uh, for the MVP right. for that particular season? So, and yeah. Russell already has that built in, right? Like yeah. he hasn't won it. They can run that, like, oh, mm-hmm. he's been this close. He's never. He hasn't gotten a vote, kind of thing. Yep. And I mean, yeah, it writes itself. And so, no, I'd, I wouldn't be surprised if, however many weeks from now, that he's the guy. I mean, especially if the Seahawks, because a lot of it too is team success. If yeah. the Seahawks are a good team this year, that's only going to, you know, give them an even bigger like kind of chip towards that goal mm-hmm. so uh, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> would not be surprised hey this is Rosie Robinson former Wicksburg Panther you're listening to the sweet spot with Corey Bradley on the joy FM sports attorney Kaz Espy is a proud supporter of the sweet spot with Corey Bradley Kaz has experience in both federal and state courts regarding a wide range of civil matters Specializing in bankruptcy, debt resolution, probate, and estate planning, Kaz listens to the concerns of his clients, understanding their individual needs. Attorney Kaz Espy, phone 334-793-6288 or online at espymetcalf.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Care Animal Center is a business ministry partner with the Joy FM. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that's dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is care-animal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan. Phone 334-794-6333. Whether they're going back to school in person or online. If your child needs glasses, Denny Vision in downtown Dothan has a great special on kids' glasses starting from $99 for two pairs. That's right, from August 3rd through October 4th, get two pairs of kids' eyeglasses starting from just $99. Students can receive 20% off one pair of complete eyeglasses or 50% off two pairs. Save on back-to-school glasses at Denny Vision. Call 334-793-2633. That's 334-793. 23-2633. Denny Vision, 151 East Main Street, downtown Dothan. See the difference. Hey, I'm Matt Johnson with the Joy FM Sports team, and you're listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley on the Joy FM Sports. So I'm joined by my good friend Chris Liusi, NFL guru as I call him, to talk about the NFL season as we are just now underway. Uh, Chris, man, which team would you say is in the most trouble if they go down 0-2 to start the season. And let me give you a few team names that I came up with that are currently sitting at 0-1. Okay. You have the Colts, Cowboys, Eagles, Vikings, Buccaneers, and the 49ers. And the Vikings play the Colts this weekend as well. Out of those, I'd probably have to say the Cowboys. And the reason why is, I feel like we say this every year, is they get, well, one, they get a lot of attention just being the Cowboys. I mean, America's team, they're just, they're going to get that attention. But they're supposed to be, they're, they're known as this team that just has this culmination of talent. Like, there's, if you look at their roster on paper, like the, the guys that they have, they obviously you have Dak, you have Zeke, and then they just went and got CeeDee Lamb, and they have Amari Cooper, Gallup. 
and on defense, you know, which losing Leighton Van Der Esch is mm-hmm. is tough. But I mean, they just they have when you look at their roster on paper, so much talent, and then the fact that they haven't been able to. I mean, they've made it to the playoffs, but like just what you would think they'd be able to do, they just haven't got there yet. And if they come in with a new head coach that's supposed to be, you know, McCarthy, supposed to be a big step up, and they still, because honestly, at week one, they looked just like last year. They didn't, I mean, maybe that's like too early to jump off the ship, but like, I, I just don't know how they're not a, a little bit better <laughs> yeah. than where they're at. Um, I, I'd be a little bit worried if we started 0-2, <laughs> like if the Colts started 0-2, because going out, this was our big all-in, chips all-in, I think, year for us, like going and getting Rivers. We went and did the big sign for Buckner and you know went and signed a couple of uh, smaller guys like Xavier Rose and things like that. Like This was supposed to be, a, I think that was our front office saying like, hey, I think we have a chance this year. And traditionally, we've start, the Colts have started slow, so maybe it shouldn't be that surprising, but... I guess we'll see. I don't know. I guess I've had to pick one as the Cowboys, and maybe it's just like a manufactured uh, hype because mm-hmm. of just them being the Cowboys. But I, I still don't know how they haven't, especially as weak as that division is. I mean, it was what they got in, or the Eagles got in last year with nine wins or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, someone's got to be able to step up and like really claim that division. And like when you look at the rosters on paper, like why not the Cowboys? You know, you figure eventually they'll they'll make that, but. I don't know. I guess we'll see. What about you? What are you thinking? Man, um... Obviously, no team wants to start 0-2, No right? one but, wants to start 0-2, <laughs> but someone will between that Vikings-Colts matchup yep. for sure. That's a given with both teams mm-hmm. sitting at 0-1. For me, it's the 49ers. 49ers. Oh, man, just because that division is so tough, and you've already lost one to a division rival in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arizona played them close both times last year. Yep. They finally got them this year. We know the 49ers are dealing with a bunch of injuries of right. at wide receiver position. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Jalen Hurts out for the season, Debo Samuels out. Ayuk yep. uh, is supposed to come back, the yeah. first round pick out of I Arizona this State. Week, maybe. He's yep. supposed to make his rookie start uh, this weekend. You know, this is a group that, man, George Kittle's out. We don't know if he's playing yeah, week two. That. That's huge for them, too. Yeah. He's, yeah. So, I mean, the 49ers to me, because it's ironically. The NFC West to me is the toughest division. Mm-hmm. And a few years ago, it was the worst division. Right. It was the weakest. But just Things now, change. <laughs> just like that, the Rams yeah. went to a Super Bowl a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Seahawks, we know how good they've been over the last few years, including the Super Bowl. The 49ers went to the Super Bowl last right. year. And the Cardinals, as you mentioned, you talked about Murray and Hopkins and Drake. And mm-hmm. defensively, they have Patrick Peterson and Buda Baker, Byron Murphy. Right. I mean, this is a tough group. And to get that win to start off the season, that could be the confidence and momentum that the Cardinals need. Mm-hmm to carry out the rest of the season. So if the Niners go 0-2, they play in New York against the Jets this weekend. Mm-hmm. If they go 0-2... Against the Jets, too. Against the Jets, <laughs> and then the Seahawks play the Patriots, the Cardinals play Washington. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we talked about in this division, the Niners are the only team that didn't win last week. The Rams won, Seahawks right. won, and the Cardinals won. So to me, it's San Francisco. They have to get this win in Week 2 against the Jets. I could. I think that's fair. Would it be crazy to think if you were to, like if we skipped to the end of the year that the 49ers could finish like maybe third in their division? If the Cardinals can obviously, it's way too early, like way too yeah. early. So I don't want to like go too crazy on the hype around them. But if they can, you know, play at the level, I mean, if they they play like they did last year. You're going to beat a lot of teams. San Francisco's mm-hmm. a good team, and then obviously the Seahawks and Russell's going to drag them to wins. Period. Yeah. 
That'd be something, wouldn't it? Because they didn't even really, as far as I know, I don't think the Niners, they lost Buckner, obviously. Mm-hmm. They went and uh, spent a first-round pick on Kinlaw to kind of cover that up a little yeah. bit. But for the most part, they're bringing back the same. Yeah, I mean, you mm-hmm. still have Kittle, obviously. You still got Jimmy G there. They got a bunch of running backs, but mm-hmm. Mostert's still the, kind of their guy. I don't know, maybe once they get some of these receivers back in there, maybe that's what they're they're missing. But I think that's one of the – I don't even know how much of an impact that would be just because I feel like it's one of the things that Shanahan's been good at is just yeah. no matter who he has, they, they – plug and play. Yeah, they, they just make him work. And I think Kittle's a big driver of that, and their run game is mm-hmm. a big uh, driver of that. So honestly, I mean, it might be a better point than the one I was making, and especially in that division – if you fall down in that division, I mean, it's already, you know, losing to the Cardinals is going to put them back a little bit. That's probably fair. It's almost hard to judge, though, because you mentioned uh, that last season the Cardinals played them tough twice, and the Cardinals mm-hmm. weren't a great team last year. Yeah. They just, I don't know if it's the whole mobile quarterback, like maybe the Niners just have trouble yeah. <laughs> with that, I guess, which a lot of teams do. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're tough to, if you can run and pass, that's yeah. tough. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. But, no, you might be right. Honestly, it's probably. I think it's even. It'd be even more of a like a negative tell if they were to lose to the Jets of all teams to go to zero and two. Yeah, that yes. would really hurt your pride. Hurt going from the Super Bowl to. Yeah, that that'd be tough. That'd be tough, <laughs> man. And you know, you mentioned the offense is predicated upon the running game, Kittle, mm-hmm. but the receiving core in that last game against Arizona, the receiving leaders were most certain. He had four catches yep. for ninety-five yards. Kittle had four catches for forty-four yards. But the wide receiver, as far as wide receiver goes, the best was Kendrick Bourne with two catches mm. for 34 yards. That's not going to get it done. Yeah. Like you can't rely on your running backs to be the focal, the main mm. point in your Two one-dimensional. Like, yeah. So, especially uh, as fast as linebackers are getting now. Like they're going to eventually – yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Now, with you. we may have touched on this a little bit, and you can kind of circle back if you need to, but give me a team that no one's talking about. That you believe can make some noise this year? Um, I can. I don't want to jump on the Washington the Washington train. I mentioned him a little bit earlier. I'm still. I need to see more of that offense. I think a lot of their success against the Eagles was that defense. I still want to see a little bit more from Haskins and kind of how they can look. I've, <laughs> I've talked about them a lot in the off season. They were one of my sleeper picks. I'm still pretty high on Denver. I might just be like a passion pick at this point because I've just sold myself on them. But I just, I think that they can be really good. And then again, losing Von Miller is, mm-hmm. I don't want to say that's like too much to overcome, but it might be. I mean, Miller's a, you don't replace somebody like that. <sighs> it's honestly tough, man. You could say maybe say maybe the Chargers just because their defense is their defense is good like the, when you when you think of like won't talk about just a team that's a Super Bowl team but just a contending team a team you expect to do well every year typically like obviously you want a really good defense Chargers have that mm-hmm. you want playmakers on offense they have that they have Keenan Allen you know they have Eckler they're uh their rookie Joshua Kelly actually looked really good yeah. Mike Williams, if he can stay healthy, all they basically need is their quarterback, Tyra Taylor, to just not lose games pretty yeah. much. And he's capable of that. Like he's, he's never been like a world beater, but he's, he's one of those guys who for the most part, he can keep you in games. And 
That might be a lot to say just because their division is so tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just to be just being in the division with the Chiefs in general, but with the extra wild card spot this year, yep. I think there's going to be probably a couple different teams that could sneak up. And I mentioned the Broncos, but I think that's one of them too, where they can just they sneak in, and you never know. Once you get into the playoffs, you never know. I mean, a seventh seed can come in, and <laughs> all, it doesn't matter who the better team. It's just a better team on that day, on right? On that day, man. So. I think that they have enough good players, especially on defense, that they could just they could probably steal some wins from teams that you think would win. So I don't know. There's there's a couple. It's, man, I feel like I, if I talk about any team, I could sell myself <laughs> could on sell, like yeah, any team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> really, I, I think that'll be it. I, I I don't know if the Cardinals even count in that group because of what they've done week one. I don't know if that almost like. I, I would, think, I would I think, include them. I would include them. I think people. Nobody, I don't think anybody expected them NFC West. Especially to, going into it. I think the Cardinals, I'm going to. Well, we're going to keep this as the Kyler Murray fan mm-hmm. club right here. <laughs> I mean, if they can play at the level they've already played at, I think they're a shoe in to yeah. make. I, I don't know about division winning. That's, I mean, that's just a tough division, but the wild card, yeah. I think, is very much attainable. I haven't looked at their schedule, but just, just looking at what they've done, and they're only going to get better because that team's so young. I mean, they went and got Isaiah Simmons and mm-hmm. Budapest. They got a bunch of young. I know they have Patrick Peterson. So they do have some some vets, but they've got so many young guys and a young head coach. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's only going to get better. And if they're already starting off beating the Niners, I mean, that could be a team too. And I, I think if they keep winning, they're definitely going to get the attention that they deserve. But no, you're right. They definitely going in. It's, it was the Seahawks and Niners. That, mm, was, that was it. The, that was it. That was it. So now, here's a couple, man. Here's a couple. I don't know what it. Is there anybody I didn't mention that you think you nailed it with that last one, Arizona? Arizona. That was it uh, for me for all the reasons that I mentioned with the players they have. Uh, like I said, getting a guy like Drake for another. He's at, that's now it's his full season right. under Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, D Hop, <clears throat> we mentioned best receiver in the game. Um, at least you know the minimum top three. Top three. Yeah. You, you could argue here and there, but uh, yeah, Cardinals for sure, man. Nobody going into the talk with the NFL thought that they would be. I'm gonna put it like this: If they do win a division, or if they are one or two, nobody expected them to be one no, or two. Yeah, no. you, you pencil <laughs> in. See, I said pencil in. You write in the pen: Seahawks, mm-hmm. 49ers, one, it. two for sure. Which is fair. It's fair. I mean, they, it's they expected. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Cardinals, I think that's a team no one's really talking about. But another win this weekend against Washington. Who knows? I think that could be enough for that team and. They'll be in the conversation throughout the rest of the year, you know, uh, pending injuries for sure. We always know it's contingent upon that. I think that's fair. And it will be interesting going against Washington, too, because that's if they do well against Washington. I mean, you talk about like a, a brutal schedule for a young quarterback going into just looking from his viewpoint, going against that Niners defensive mm-hmm. line right into this front seven that just put up eight sacks yeah. the week before. Yeah. If they can get through that and he looks like he did last week. I mean, imagine if they. I mean, they're going to go against teams that obviously don't have defenses like that. What they're going to do? I mean, yeah, man. Uh, watch <laughs> might, be the, might be the Cardinals' season. Watch out for those Arizona Cardinals, <laughs> man. Uh, now, Chris, um, you snubbed me by one point in fantasy football with <laughs> yep. the league you created, man. Uh, take me through your reaction when you saw the final score going into that uh, that Monday night game. It was more like a, a sigh of relief. I, I was watching. I, I mentioned this going into the Monday night game. I was up, or no, I was down 13 mm-hmm. to you. And I was like, oh, I've got Saquon Barkley. I've got James Conner. Yeah, it'll be all right. <laughs> and then 
one thing, obviously James Conner getting hurt in the first quarter, which I'm sure you may know more yeah. about now. Hopefully he's all right. I don't know if he's how he looks. I mean, I know they have Snell and stuff, but I, I feel bad for Connor. That guy just can't stay healthy, man. It's a contract year, too. Great player, just can't stay healthy. So I don't know, maybe he can bounce back from that. But obviously, from a fantasy standpoint, that was a killer. I think he left with like two points or something. Like, <laughs> not a whole lot. And so then I was watching, I think at halftime, Saquon had negative nine rushing yards. <laughs> I was like, man. <laughs> I was like, not like this, man. Come on. I was like, the Steelers' defense. Yeah. Look Your guys' defense, Ooh. man. I'm excited. And honestly, the only reason I ended up, yeah, getting you my one, and the only thing that did is I, with two or three minutes left, the Giants were just playing for pride at that point, just dink and dunk to Barkley and got me there. <laughs> I, was sitting, I was sitting there watching the game torn because, of course, my stu- I want my Steelers to win. Right. We are in position to, to put it away. Like you said, the Giants are – you were allowing the Giants to you know catch the ball, make the tackle. Mm-hmm. And it was a couple, I think, fourth down conversions on that last one where Barkley, he caught one pass, and I remember – Seeing like that was his fifth catch for like fifty. Well, he had f- five catches, fifty-two yards, and he had another catch that made I think his defense was six mm. with around probably fifty-nine, sixty yards receiving. And I was like, that did me in. I know it did. <laughs> I didn't even look at the scoreboard on fantasy football until the end of the game. So like, I'm not gonna watch it. I, but in the back of my mind, I know that one last catch would have mm. been a PPR league. I knew that was probably it. And sure enough, one point that was yep. it. And I was as funny as after. It- because it, it crossed you by one, and there was still like a minute left or so, and they were in on a 15-yard line or something like that, and I was sitting there watching, and it went from like sigh of relief to, oh, shoot, please don't fumble it, yeah. because then that's minus two. Yeah. So I'm like, at that point, I'm rooting for him not to get the yeah. ball. I'm like, just don't. Yeah. <laughs> Do not pass it to this man. Like, just let him, I don't know, go sit down or something. Dude, oh, my <laughs> I, was, gosh. I was worried about that. I was torn because I was like, man, we, we're about to win this game, but I'm stressing over – uh, Barkley not being able to catch mm. the ball because I know that and that's exactly what they're doing. They're going empty set, Barkley out wide, he lined up against a linebacker a lot of mm. times, Devin Bush or something like Devin that. Devin Bush looked incredible. He does. Way. Oh, man, I'm excited for my Steelers defense. Like, we picked up right where we left off from last season. But, yeah, uh, that was frustrating when I finally mm. looked at it and saw that I lost by one point. Uh, man, that was a tough way to lose. I got my brother this weekend, Antoine, okay. me and him. So hey, I started out with you, got yep. the family matchup. He, sent, he t- <laughs> sent me a text today saying, good luck, man, good luck mm-hmm. this week. So, uh because I have a couple in play tonight with Tyler Boyd and Tyler okay. Hooper, uh, Austin Hooper as well from the Browns. But um, staying on topic of fantasy football, I mm-hmm. know it's only one week that we're through, but is there a player on your roster that concerns you moving forward? Um, Hopefully this is a breaking. I'm in a couple leagues, but there is one, the main the person that immediately came to my mind was Mark Ingram, which you might be <laughs> feeling this too, being in your league. Yeah. Uh, mainly because I, I know they split carries in that Ravens backfield. That wasn't surprising, but he didn't, which really none of their runners were that productive yeah. last week against Cleveland, which you figured they would have been. It was mainly Lamar that was doing all the damage, but it was more that when they got into the red zone, the goal line carries, it wasn't Ingram in there. It was Dobbins. Dobbins got two of them. And so you're like, oh, shoot, I took Ingram pretty high, and uh, <laughs> Dobbins might already. I thought, honestly, I'm like I understand J.K. Dobbins is – like his what he showed at college, like I understand how talented he was, but I just, I guess just Mark Ingram's pedigree and how long he's been there, and typically like a big thing with a uh, rookie running backs that is a worry is the the pass blocking yeah. that tends to take a long time for them to get integrated in. And so I'm like, ah, uh, I'm like 2021 Dobbins year. I'm like this year still Ingram, in my head that was it might it might, still might be the case. Yeah. It might have just been a I don't know a freak thing. It's too it's too hard to tell week one, but that was who immediately came to my mind. And you might be feeling the same having. I know you have Ingram. 
in our league. So I was like, ah, oh, man, like if Ingham already gets supplanted that early, <laughs> that's going to feel really bad. Golly, man. That's exactly <laughs> it for me. It is Mark Ingram. Ingram uh, you know, we talked about that uh, Sunday night when we completed the draft. Me spoke on the phone and, you know, I gave my logic for taking Mark Ingram. Yep. Going into the draft, my strategy was, okay, I have the fifth pick. I'm either getting Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, or Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. Well, I was able to get Ezekiel Elliott. All, All right. right, next pick is at 20. So from between in between 5 and 20, I think it was 11 running backs came off the board. Yeah. And I just, just freaked like out at 20 because <laughs> my, goal, my goal going in is, like I said, get either Zeke, mm-hmm. uh, McCaffrey, or, or Henry. And that second pick, I wanted Travis Kelsey if I could get him. And sure enough, Travis Kelsey was there available at 20. I did not take him. I panicked when I saw all the running backs come off the board and took mm-hmm. Mark Ingram. So then to follow up, with the first week with him with 10 carries for 29 yards. All the carries inside the five-yard line went to J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, went to he Dobbins. scored two touchdowns. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I Like, I, oh, my gosh. Now, <laughs> I bought, uh, you know, I, I, I bought low on Leonard Fournette. I'm expecting him to take mm-hmm. over at some point in Tampa Bay. Maybe he'll become my second back on the fantasy football team moving forward. We'll see. But, yeah, that's the guy, Ingram. I'm not sure what to do with him now after week one. I didn't expect mm-hmm. – Dobbins to get the two touchdowns opportunities inside early. the five-yard line. I, th- I thought it was a later in the season. If anything, at the yeah. very, like at the most, Dobbins would maybe take over halfway in. The other one I have is I'll have to I'll be in your ear a lot. I guess is I, uh, James Conner is the guy I took at that third round, and obviously I'm like I knew the risk going in with Conner. I understood, but I just I don't know. I guess it was worth it because when he is healthy, he's he's nasty. And w- when he's been healthy and when Big Ben has been healthy, he's been incredible mm-hmm. like the guy is clearly talented like health health issues aside he, i mean the guy is very 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 good so i took the shot so the fact already week one that he's i, I i'm not even sure what it is an ankle ankle yeah. ankle yeah which is always worrying especially as a running back and so and the fact that benny snow looked good when he came in and so does that make them i don't know is it become more of a 50 50 even yeah. if connor is healthy so I don't know. So that was a little bit of, of my worry. Say so I have Dobbins, and so I'm sitting there kind yeah, of eyeballing yeah. that a little and bit. And I have Snell. Yeah. <laughs> so we we d- we have some weird so <laughs> bizarro yeah. thing going on. And that's why I took Snell. Like of course, you know, like James Corner. I'm a Steelers fan, but uh, and you pointed it out post draft. It's like, man, I saw the fan side of you come out. You took three straight Steelers. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, that wasn't my intentions. Like I wasn't. That wasn't by design. Like I took James Washington because I want another receiver. He's a big play guy for mm-hmm. Big Ben in Pittsburgh. That second uh, consecutive Steelers pick was originally going to be Cam Newton because mm-hmm. um, I was going to take him as my backup to, to Russell Wilson. Well, I looked it up. Cam Newton's bye week is week six, the same as Russell Wilson's. Mm-hmm. And I'd have been super mad if yeah. I was taking Cam. <laughs> stuck, so, yeah. so I went with Big Ben. I expect him to have a big year, staying healthy. Uh, and then finally, I was like, man, I need another running back to close mm-hmm. out. And so I went Benny Snell, knowing that James Conner has had durability issues. Of course, we want him to stay healthy, right. being a Steelers fan. But I took some, uh, Benny Snell, Jr. out of Kentucky, as an mm-hmm. insurance for my fantasy football team. And he's a stud, man. Behind the offensive line, give him an opportunity. Connor better watch out because he may not get that job back if Snell balls out. I think it's even more so the case when you have Ben back because that opens up the field a little bit more. So teams can't just mm-hmm. flood the box, you know, against you. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm worried it's a, as a Connor guy, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Now, Chris, before I let you go, man, I know you had a birthday on September 16th. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy birthday, I man. It. I'm glad you were able to come home and spend time with friends and family. And, mm-hmm. you know, I did my homework, reached out to your girlfriend, Brooke. <laughs> 
She said, you like Texas Roadhouse, man. So uh, here's a $25 gift card. Shoot, man. I appreciate it. So Texas Roadhouse, <laughs> man. Just want to show you uh, some love, and I appreciate all the support that you give the sweet spot, man. And just want to let you know I was thinking about you, man. And I love Texas Roadhouse, too. I think I've eaten there my last <laughs> my last three birthdays. I've been there for Texas Roadhouse with choice. family. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just want to let you know I appreciate you, man. Oh, no, I appreciate that a lot, man. That's really cool, for real. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. That was my good friend, Chris Liuzzi, swinging by the sweet spot. Uh, man, I, like I said, I call him the NFL guru. He knows his stuff inside and out, as you heard throughout the entire interview. Uh, we wish him nothing but success and everything he does. His Indianapolis Colts team, we hope they do well, except on December 27th <laughs> when they play against my Steelers. We don't want them to play well on December 27th. But, uh, but Chris, man, thank you again for coming to the sweet spot. No, no problem. Again, thank you for inviting me on. This is as always, an awesome time. Always fun to talk with you, man. Hey, this is Will Holland for the Wiregrass Kings, and you're listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley on the Joy FM Sports. Pinch a Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa is a proud business ministry partner with the Joy FM. More than just a full-service pool and supply company, they offer backyard entertainment options like big green eggs, clear light infrared saunas, and patio furniture. Now locally owned and operated by Jason and Amy Sharp, Pinch a Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa, 1435 Westgate Parkway in Dothan, phone 334-671-POOL. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Ridgecrest Baptist Church proudly supports all local athletics. At Ridgecrest, we have many opportunities for all ages, including children, middle school, high school, and college students. I'm Chase Fault, the student pastor, and I want to invite you to see how your family might fit in at Ridgecrest. Learn more on our website at rbcdothan.org. Welcome back to the sweet spot as we close with today's triple C segment, Corey's closing comments. And this is what I want to share with you today. Many of us get sleep at night, but no rest. We close our eyes for a few hours and don't feel any better the next morning. Somehow we've trained our minds to operate like a computer. We enter sleep mode, but never completely shut down. Begin finding good ways to relax and unwind from the cares of the world. Maybe disconnect from your television, tablets, cell phones, and every other form of entertainment a couple hours before laying down at night. Trust everything will work for your good and get some rest. And on top of that, I'd like to add from Hebrews 4.10 in the New Living Translation says, For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors, just as God did after creating the world. And always remember, there is nothing better than being in the sweet spot. Stay in the sweet spot on the Joy FM Sports Facebook page. This has been a presentation of the Joy FM Sports. It's more than a game.